This is the Build Your Path podcast, where we explore how people get into their careers in the built environment. Today's guest is Paul Say. Paul has over 15 years experience in the industry and is a senior project manager at Shapiro and Duncan. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shapiro and Duncan. Build the lifestyle you deserve. Welcome on into the Build Your Path podcast, hosted by myself, Matthew Pine. I am with my guest today. Paul Say, Shapiro and Duncan, uh, project manager. The most interesting thing I've done in my career is uh, working on the Anova Women's and Children Hospital in Fairfax, Virginia. Well, uh, welcome to the show, Paul. I'm glad to have you. Um, pleasure to be here. So maybe you could walk through uh, with our listeners, you know, how you got your start in your career, uh, you know, maybe what pathway did you follow to get where you wanted to be? Sure. Um, man, where do I even start? So um, I guess the, yeah, I guess another interesting thing about me is I, I wasn't born here in the States. Um, mm-hmm. My family migrated here, immigrated here back in 1996. Um, I was about 10 years old when, uh, when I came to the States. Um, and when we first came to the States, uh, I resided in, uh, we actually came here in Maryland mm-hmm. I was 10 years old. Um, and we stayed in like the silver spring area. Okay. Um, and which I, I'm still kind of around that area now. Um, I'm currently in Gatesburg, uh, but which is still all part of Montgomery County. So, uh, as I, when I first came to the States, obviously English was, uh, kind of a, a difficult thing to, to learn as being a, a second language. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of all started there. Um, I went through the, the normal school system in Montgomery County, um, and I was uh, I was never that great of a student, um, and I had always struggled with getting good grades, getting my homework completed, and doing well on tests. And I was I was always considered a disaster child in my family. <laughs> to give you a little bit of a you know I guess insight on my family, um, but. I specifically remember um, towards the end of my high school career, uh, my my junior year, I guess, the last bit of junior year, um, all the other people in, in my class and my friends, everybody was just getting ready for college to, to some degree. They were working on like, you know, the drill, like their SATs, um, college applications, and just the whole nine yards. Um, eventually, I, I've come to, I, I got into a realization that I really didn't have a plan beyond high school mm-hmm. and I was spending so much time having a good time in high school, like skipping class and hanging out with friends at the strip malls and, and whatnot. Um, I just didn't really think anything past high school. So I, I was kind of in this weird mode of, um, I guess, uncharted territory in my brain. And I was like, well, what do I do? So, the only thing I thought I could do was uh, uh, one of my, my friends was like, why don't you just go talk to like a guidance counselor? Maybe they can help you or something. And that's exactly what I did. So I went to talk to my guidance counselor at Rockville High School. Mm-hmm. God bless her soul, Miss Crawford. I still remember her name. Um, and she told me about this trade school uh, that acted as like a secondary school, like a technical um, that was part of the high school curriculum. So I was very intrigued and I, I, couldn't say no. I was like, well, this is great. This sounds like uh, something I could do aside from applying to different colleges and just ultimately getting rejected. 
I went after it, um, not knowing a thing about construction or what I was getting into. Uh, the program she had recommended me to get into was HVAC. And at the time, all I knew was it had something to do with air conditioning, anything more. So I, I went into this program, which worked as like, a, like I mentioned, a half day program. So I would start at my home school doing the first part of the day and ultimately go to the secondary school each day. And there were like busing things, services in line. So like there was never like a transportation issue. So as I reached the end of my high school career, um, I received a letter from Shapiro and Nungan. Um, mm -hmm. And kind of shocking to me, I didn't think I would get a letter like that. And I opened it up and it was an offer to, uh, for a, a job as a uh, HVAC apprentice. Um, that was, I got it. that was 2004, so it was roughly 16 years ago now. Um, and I, I really couldn't say no to that either because I was like, well, this is a great opportunity because uh, essentially somebody's reached out to me, you know, asking me to, you know, work for them. And I didn't think that would ever happen. I thought after high school, I was going to go out and probably struggle to find a job and maybe end up in a community college somewhere um, yeah. to work towards some degree that I may or may not use ever. So, I, I took that opportunity and as my friends all like, you know, prepare their summer prior to their college career, um, I went to work two weeks after graduating high school. Um, and then I, I started my apprenticeship program towards September of 2004, um, which was like a night program. So I worked, you know, 40 or, you know, our, our regular hours throughout the day and attended school twice, twice a week for my apprenticeship program. Uh, did four years of that and received my journeyman's license in the state of Maryland um, and eventually started running some smaller projects for special projects here at Shapiro and Duncan. Um, and I stayed in the field in, in total about seven years and I received a phone call uh, from my boss at the time, Don Spindler. And he told me, he said, hey, there's, a, there's an opportunity here in the office. They're looking for assistant project manager. And I had always told Don that I, I was interested in management to some degree, um, but I, I just didn't really have the background for it. I certainly didn't have the education for it. So I applied for the job um, and I, they somehow accepted me um, as I was and got me into the office. Um, after about a year of doing uh, system project management, I, I started as a full-edge PM a project manager in the construction department. Um, which is actually where I, I still am today. Um, I'm a project manager in the construction department. And that's pretty much my whole story. Like I, I basically worked my way up from a helper slash apprentice to like a foreman, to a system project manager, to a full project manager. Yeah, so you mentioned like Shapiro and Duncan made a, a huge impact in your life uh, when you were in high school. Did you have a, a mentor coming up through the through the construction industry to really help you along? Yeah, there. Um, I have had quite a few mentors. Um, I, I have been very fortunate and blessed um, in that regard. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to mention a few names here, and uh, people are probably going to be mad at me for not. <laughs> um, but when I first started with, in the industry, there was a gentleman that I worked directly under. Name was Tony Moeller, um, who is actually our HR director's husband. Um, huh. They actually met at work. Um, I, he was he was a he was a big mentor. He's basically the foundation of my education out in the field. He taught a lot of what I know today. 
Um, and he started me off on the right foot. Um, our, our supervisor at the time, who still works here at Shapiro and Duncan, uh, Christopher Ott, he, he's another good mentor of mine. He was kind of like a father figure for both me and Kenny. He was, um, he was really good. Um, and as I, mm-hmm. as I headed into the office, um, there's, there's, there were other mentors, um, folks like uh, Bob Barrett, uh, Ron Chazen, Ron Churchy, um, last but not least, uh, Sheldon Shapiro. Mm-hmm. He, they were all different mentors and they all taught me different things. Um, Bob was my direct report when I went into the office. Um, he, he taught me, you know, a lot of the people skills that I possess now, you know, he taught me how important it was to build relationships. Um, and, you know, Ron Chazen and Ron Churchy are both just extraordinary when it comes to organization. They showed me how important it is, you know, something as simple as you might think is, you know, oh, I don't know, an overachiever type thing, but just filing your emails, you know, correctly is, is important. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to refer back to it at a later date and the filing structure that we have. Um, and Sheldon Shapiro, you know, he he was a he was definitely a mentor. He he had always shown me that you know there are always different perspectives to everything, um, and hardship doesn't always mean just struggle. You know, hardship. There's always good results that come from hardship. Hardship mm-hmm. um, make an ordinary person achieve extraordinary things later on. Um, I think that's it. It's just like a hurdle you get through, and you, you become stronger. What do you see coming down the pike, or maybe it's already here, but the most pressing issues or challenges that our industry faces? So our industry has quite a few issues. Um, the one that I take to heart the most is the, the lack of qualified tradesmen. Um, and mm-hmm. I problems already here. And I know that a lot of different groups and organizations are trying to, to correct that and trying to, you know, tell kids that are coming out of high school, coming out of even college to, you know, reconsider their career choices and, and look into their trades because, you know, honestly, there, there's always been this weird stigma about working in the trades as a blue collar person. Yep. Uh, and then we, we as a society just need to be able to get away from that because if, mm-hmm. you know, we can't have everybody be lawyers and dentists and doctors and, and all the different various office jobs. Those jobs are great, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, we don't need those people, but we also need a strong workforce, you know, in the construction field, in the service fields. Um, and I think that's that's a struggle that we are, we are facing now and will be facing in the coming years. So what do you, since you, you lived through it, what do you see as more of the benefits of going right into like an apprenticeship versus college? Um, there's a few. Uh, the the first benefit is a financial benefit um, mm-hmm. I know that being able to go through an apprenticeship program um, and not incur a student loan is a huge plus to uh, to anyone, especially living in this area, like just living in the Montgomery County area. If you had a student loan that you had to pay off um, upon graduation mm-hmm. and get yourself into some sort of housing, I mean, it's next to impossible. You know, there there's just really no way to do it. Um, and I feel that that applies across the board in any city you live in. Honestly, it doesn't have to be Montgomery County. It could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's certainly one benefit. Um, I think there are some skill sets that you learn um, as a, uh, call it blue collar person or a construction person learn that, that you may not be able to get out, you know, in an office setting. Um, I think there's a different type of bonding you get with, you know, people that are, 
that are relying on you to hold a piece of pipe while you you solder it up. Um, that type of relationship and bonding, you, you don't quite get in the office. On a little bit of an, a lighter note, uh, what would you say the coolest or the most unique thing you've ever done in your position? So the, the coolest thing that I feel that I've done is, uh, and I'm probably a little biased on this, like some of the, my, my coworkers, you know, listening to this podcast uh, will, will probably laugh and, or, you know, make fun of me, but I think <laughs> on the, the Nova Women's and Children's Hospital is, has been the, one of the coolest experience for me um, in my career. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, at the time, the Nova Women's and Children's Hospital was the, was the biggest project that Shapiro and Duncan had ever had. Now, obviously that that's changed since then. We've taken mm-hmm. on projects since, uh, you know, the 2011 uh, timeframe. Um, uh, the, that, that project was also one of the first national ABC awards um, that Shapiro and Duncan had ever, you know, gotten. Um, and, and also it, that project was done on time within budget. Um, unlike some of these other ones that we, we've been on. So overall, it was just, uh, it was a big success to me. What would you tell our audience? Like, what brings you joy to your work? What gets you up in the morning to, uh, you know, go to work with joy? The people, uh, the people I work with at Shapiro and Duncan um, makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, each day I get to interact with them. Um, and you know, we, we all understand each other. We all have obviously have different personalities, but we're all very um, accommodating to one another. And to me, working here at Shapiro, you're, you're not just a, a small, you know, not just, not just a number. You're, you're part of the team. You're part of the family, if you will. Um, and that, that's what makes me happy, you know, every day um, coming to work um, and also solving problems. Honestly, the, the one of the big parts of being a project manager is being able to resolve issues and, and understanding and, and getting through conflicts. Um, and that's a big piece of, of what I am in general. Yep. So are you passionate working with young people, would you say? I know, I think I saw you uh, in a YouTube video from Shapiro and Duncan, uh, maybe, you know, presenting in front of a hearing and you had yep. mentioned like NCCER. Can you talk about what that means? Sure. Uh, so um, NCCER, um, it stands for National Center of Construction, Education and Research. Um, and this actually, this, this whole topic, the NCCER started way back in like the 1996 timeframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also touched on it when I was going to school, when I was going through high school, they were kind of establishing a lot of the curriculums and whatnot for it. Um, I, it's, I think it provides all kinds of benefits to the construction industry. It, it basically standardizes curriculums and certifications across the board for a lot of different trades. Um, and it also helps you know, basically dial everybody in, put everybody on the same page as, you know, what's needed for these individuals to do certain jobs. Um, and I believe my understanding is they also help, you know, um, help recruit younger people to get into these specific trades. So I think their, their existence is very important. If a young person came up to you and asked what a PM does or a project manager, um, and how they can do the same job, you know, what pathway that they need to follow? What would you tell them? I would tell them there's, there's a million ways to skin this cat. Um, <laughs> and honestly, you, you could, I, there's two main paths you can go down. You could, uh, a, you could follow a similar path that, that I went through where you start as a, a fuel worker or a, an apprentice, 
um, and eventually work your way up to become a project manager. That's uh, that's one way. Um, there is also uh, you know the, the college education way. You can also become a uh, a project engineer or assistant project manager after going through uh, school, getting a degree in some sort of engineering or project management type degree, and you could get your foot over that way. Um, but I think the most important thing to some of the younger audiences, is it's the most important thing is, is your attitude and your willingness to continue your education, no matter where you are in life. Um, and I feel as long as you have that, you know, uh, attribute, you could go anywhere you want. You could become a PM, you could become a, um, a, an executive, a director of construction, if you like. Uh, it's just a drive behind those individuals. And sort of a, a wrap question for you. I know, uh, you know, when I've spoken to young people and they're, you know, picking their classes for high school or, you know, they're deciding what they want to do with their career, a big portion for them of their interest comes from the lifestyle that the occupation or the career will uh, help them attain. So, you know, what are some of the more rewarding aspects in terms of life, lifestyle benefits, vacation time, all of that uh, included that you receive from Shapiro and Duncan? Um, I think one of the best parts of working at Shapiro and Dungan is the is the work life balance. Um, my my employer Shapiro and Duncan understands that you know a lot of us, if not pretty much all of us, are are more than a, a project manager, a welder, or a plumber, um, or whatever your title may be. Is that you know a lot of us are are fathers, mothers, you know, brothers, sisters, um, sons, and daughters. And we all have different responsibilities, even outside of work. Um, and they, they allow us to juggle these these different jobs, if you will, um, and to be able to to balance it with our with our actual work, like our actual occupations. That's, that's one of the biggest benefits. Um, I mean, we obviously have a, we have a very competitive pay package uh, compared to some of the other uh, companies in the industry, um, and um, and our overall benefit package is, is pretty good as well. If there was one lasting thing you would want to tell young people who are just considering, you know, entering the built environment, what would you say? I would say, give it a shot. Um, there is, you know, I don't think college is always made, you know, that people make it sound to be. It's, uh, I feel that building and watching something from nothing become like a relatively large building is very rewarding to me. Um, and I, I feel that um, a lot of young people still, like I mentioned earlier, that a lot of people still have that stigma of blue collars being like a dirty job. Um, I just don't find that to be true. I think working with your hands can be one of the most rewarding things. Like, you know, you ever paint a room and you take a step back and say, wow, you know, I put that together. Um, it's the same feeling when you go build a building. So I would highly recommend it to, to younger audiences that's listening to this. Excellent. Well, uh, we certainly certainly appreciate your time, Paul. Uh, wish you all the best. No problem, man. I, I appreciate uh, this opportunity. If you want to learn more about Build Your Path podcasts or the built environment overall, go ahead and visit buildyourpath.org. Another big thank you to our guest, Paul Say, from Shapiro and Duncan. Once again, this episode was brought to you by Shapiro and Duncan. Build the lifestyle you deserve. Build Your Path podcasts are produced by the Maryland Center for Construction, Education, and Innovation. I'm Matt Pine. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.